Good evening, good evening. During this time, you may really feel stretched, may really feel pulled, but it's all for our good. Hallelujah. God is really showing us his perspective regarding restoration. When we think about restoration, a lot of times we just look at it, okay, things coming back and we taking things back and, you know, blessings are being, you know, positioned back. But when you really look at restoration, it's everything, every opportunity that we had presented before us that we did not receive for it to manifest. And God had repositioned the opportunity back again. And during a time of restoration, it really positioned us to be so glad for God's mercy. It takes the mercy of God to give us another chance when the first time it was right there and we denied, walked away or rejected any person, place, or thing. Hallelujah. God is showing a lot of signs. A lot of signs. But we have to know what is God and what is not. And that's why we have Holy Spirit. To let us know what is and what's not. And when it comes to restoration, there is a healing process for that alone. Because when we begin to discover what's being restored due to God showing us prophetically visions and dreams that we had no idea was already set up to happen already, we discovering what we actually did not allow to happen. So we're receiving consecration due to elevation. And it's not for God to have us to discover what we did not embrace in the sense of regret, but to give him all the glory, honor, and praise because he's positioning it back. And I said, wow, God. Wow, God. It's not just places God is restoring back. It's not just things. There are also people. And many of us, you know, turned it down years ago regarding any person, place, or thing. And we have to really see the significance of God's mercy concerning all the times that went on, that was positioned, all the opportunities that we denied every time. Every time. And I thank God for restoration. When you discover and I discover what's actually being restored. Because God showed me things. I'm like, I supposed to have that? That's supposed to take place? Oh, wow. And it's not in the sense of what have I done? It's just thank you, God, for your grace. It brings us giving him so much thanks. It brings us to repentance. It brings us to deliverance. It brings us to him because he's the one. I'm going to share a quick dream. 
I was at this pool, very nice pool. Water is very beautiful. It was all kinds of palm trees, beautiful, sunny sky. And I didn't know where I was just thinking about the dream that I had. But in the dream, it wasn't even about where are you? God wanted me to focus on what's happening around you. And I was holding this little girl who was five years old. And God had me to zoom in what she had on. She had this purple bathing suit and two arm floaters. And she said, Mommy, throw me in the pool. Throw you in the pool? I'm not going to throw you in the pool. I don't want to throw you in the pool. No, throw me in the pool, please, mommy. Please, please, throw me in the pool. I'm not scared. I'm not afraid. Matter of fact, can you throw me in the deep end of the pool? I'm like, I don't even go in the deep end. Fear is not a factor to you. You are a risk taker. You are not afraid. No. Please throw me in. And she was begging me, pulling my leg. Please throw me in. And throw me in hard. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I don't want to do that to you. The other little kids, got me look at the other little kids. They just swimming around in two feet, three feet, you know, having a good time splashing, little donuts and everything. They got, you know, floaters. And she's like, no, lift your hands up and throw me across the pool if you want to. I'm like, oh, my God. What? I, want, I don't want to do what the other children are doing. I want you to throw me in the deep end. What? I said, how about this? I'm going to place you in the pool this way. I picked her up and placed her in the pool. And I was behind her to secure her and watch after her. When she went in the water, her head went under. She came out on the opposite side of the pool at the age of nine. And, excuse me, God said, 10? 10. And I was like, what is this all about? And she looked at me at the age of 10. Went in at five, came out at 10. All in one time. And looking into the future while she's looking at me. And God was showing me the significance of prophetic dreams. Prophecies, period. The whole atmosphere around her was so different compared to the atmosphere that I was in. Because it gets greater with time. And God was showing me the significance of restoration. And God said she would have been turning 10. And all I can do, guys, today was very strange for me. All I can do is cry. 
not from sadness, but cry. And I was like, my God, what have I caused? What have I done? You were supposed to been here already. And God said 2013, she was supposed to been here. And I said, God, he used this dream to show me the significance of restoration. You were supposed to have been here already. I get an opportunity to have that to be released back into my life as nothing was ever lost. Now I understand why God restored us back to our youth because it's going to take us to feel youth, youth, youthful and useful to bring these things to pass that we supposed to have done long ago. God showed me an anchor, another anchor. Show me things in the sets of twos and threes. And I was like, wow. Wow. Two thousand thirteen is two thousand twenty two, and God was storing all of that time back every second back to me. Everything that I said no to, walked away from, denied, is all positioned back to us again. There were countries I was supposed to have been in already, visiting, things I was supposed to already have due to receiving then. And look how God is bringing these things back again. God said, this is the most wonderful time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And he's not just talking about Christmas. He's talking about restoration. There are some children I'm supposed to have that I walked away from the opportunity to Bring forth here at that time. Two thousand twelve, thirteen, oh, yeah. God. And all I could do is say to each one, each person that I'm connected to that I didn't meet yet, that I was supposed to meet due to the connection. Things that, you know, God was storing, I had to really 
apologize and repent, specifically name by name. Even the things I'm not aware of, I just named them the things I'm not aware of. And I said, Father, thank you. I was like, what have I done? We don't know what we do when we walk away from God. It's not just affecting us. It's affecting purpose. That's a huge, huge healing process. And I feel so, you know, different. God is like, you okay? You good? You okay? You okay? I thank God for restoration. I don't usually come at God about things unless he tell me about them. And I go to him about what he said to me. And that dream did something to me. Because it's nothing like denying regret, denying regret from things that were supposed to take place that you walked away from the opportunity. I had no idea that I was going to have any more children after David. Didn't really want. But that's not God's plan. And when I realized my decision making affected me walking away from opportunities to bring forth things here, people here, places here, all I could do is be so grateful because of God's mercy to give me another chance. So what is it in your life that you're so grateful that God giving you another chance when you thought you blew it? Being that woman on the ground about to be stolen and here come Christ on our behalf. If any of you be without sin, Gotta remember to stay calm. The past is behind. I get another chance. But it's different when you think about places being restored and things being restored. When you think about people, those are lives that were supposed to be here. And I had no idea what my decision was causing me. But I thank God for mercy in his grace. You understand? God is having us to discover what's being restored due to what we walked away from and denied the manifestation. That shows how grateful we really are. That shows how gracious he really is. And I've been messing up a lot in my life. 
And I thank God that he's still faithful. You understand? My God. My God. All I can say to God was, uh, let's do this. <laughs> you show me what I was supposed to have here and do here and, you know, go and release all these opportunities that's coming back. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. God said it already has started. Thank you. I am so serious about this. I am so serious about this. And I thank God that, you know, we are receiving restoration. Hallelujah. These dreams are, I'm trying to tell you, I'm like, okay, God. Dreams about kids I never even knew I would have. And God said these are prophetic dreams. These are signs of restoration, Quenisha. Even places I was supposed to have been and release God's word that I did not attend because I had no idea it was positioned in front of me to manifest itself. You understand? So our decision-making affects not only us, people, places, and things. I'm so grateful I'm very sensitive right now due to what I'm discovering that God is bringing back everything that I thought I have lost. Everything. I'm very excited. I know you are. Just thinking about God. His mercy, his goodness. We have to know what's being restored. What is being restored in your life? What opportunities are being positioned back again? Hallelujah. It's one thing when we say something, but when God says it, it is so. I just wanted to get on here and just testify, you know, a little bit about my end. And I'm sure you can relate to restoration on your end. 
And I thank God so much. I thank God so much for everything. What is God giving you dreams about a lot of? What is he talking to you a lot about? Hallelujah. God knows in my heart that, and knows in your heart that we wouldn't attend to do these things on purpose. And I thank God for comforting us when we realize the truth. Hallelujah. God is talking to me a lot about children. Yeah. And uh, I'm just receiving what he say about everything that being restored back. But that really caused me to really receive, you know, gladness due to deliverance and healing. That is a powerful healing process because you've been healed from selfishness and not even aware we were actually being selfish. And looking at God and seeing him for who he is and he can see selfishness, but because he's so faithful and satisfied of the finished work, he still released signs. Still released miracles as well and wonders. And you sitting right here, Father, why I'm talking about you. Because you are giving me these dreams and these signs. They're coming close. Very rapidly. God said, close up. He said, close up. <laughs> yeah, very close. God would tell us anything we will want to know regarding what he says. But if it's something that we saying that he didn't say, he, he cannot confirm what he don't say. I learned walking with God. Don't ever say what you're not going to do. Because <laughs> that thing you say you're not going to be probably the main thing you're going to wind up doing. I see those flowers, God. Hallelujah. I was like, my son, he's 15. He's about to be 16. I'm good. You know? Don't ever say what you're not going to do. I'm not going in that store again. Back in that store again. 
You understand? I can see motives. I see motives. Satan is trying to bring negative motives around people to deceive so they would not receive the manifestations of God's promises. So we have Holy Spirit on the inside that tells us what is and what's not. Listen to Holy Spirit. Because I am so done with listening to Holy Spirit voice on the inside. I'm like, this seemed like a good decision too. And then I'd be like, I should have listened to. Mm. We always say something was telling me that no one knows something. It was Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, forgive me for every time I heard you and didn't follow. And what I'm saying. Wish I would have listened. I'm listening and I'm following. And you brought me to this place, Father, where you have all of my attention. Sometimes we can find ourselves, you know, where we need to be and we are where we're supposed to be spiritually. And then some things, it seems like they be slacking or, you know, something could be going on. You want to work on something or whatever it is. You notice a difference, a change. And then your flesh try to tell you it's okay, it's not bad. But deep down inside, you know that you used to, you know, didn't do things like that. Whether it's with an attitude, no matter what it is. An old habit, no matter what it is. The same way God know us, Satan studies us. He know our weaknesses. He know our strengths. He know what we like. He know what we've been delivered from. Because he's the one who caused us to be bound because we willed ourselves over to him. I can never blame my past because of a decision making that was not of God. I cannot blame a man. I cannot blame my father. I cannot blame anybody but myself. Can't no man come and Take my self-esteem, take my confidence, take my security. No, I allowed it. We allow these things. Can't nobody force nobody to do nothing. You notice God giving us dominion over every living thing, not every living person. Because we all have dominion. I don't dominate you. You don't dominate me. We both have dominion. Because we both have authority. We both have liberty. 
We all been justified. We have a blood bought right. We are the righteousness of God. And during this time, if you notice things that's not okay, guess what? God is showing us where we are spiritually. And if we're still bothered, then we need to still grow some more. Because God want many of us to be in the area where people say things and it doesn't move you. If somebody stand in front of you and I and they cuss us out and we throw a party, would we invite them? Many of us would be like, no. Why would I bring you to my house? You don't honor me. You don't, you don't respect me. You're not coming to my house. And God's perspective is that would be the first person I would invite. I will go all out in this party for this person. Because the purpose is to lift them up and not become entangled that you both fall down. That's why we have to stand on our own two feet. Because we, we lean it on others to support us while we're standing. People change. We're not, we're not solid. We're not standing solid. Because if we don't get our way or see things that we thought or things that happen that don't, what we going to do then? Some things God want to just talk to us about. And many of us, are, you know, have others always around where we're never alone with God. Yeah, we pray, we give thanks when we're in our bed by ourselves. But when it comes to God really wanting to talk, many of us talk more to others than him. So really sit and realize what's being restored in your life. God had my life, may have yours in a different way. Mine is, I don't have my hands on nothing. Everything got to come from him. He gave and I do. It's just like that. I was even thinking today, Father, I miss working. I'm ready to go, you know, back to work. And God said, you already at work. Aren't you about your father's business? That is business. Being a representative. And sometimes God will allow us to go through these trials and tribulations and hardships so we can come out on top of a thing. You know what it's like when you go through a storm and when you see that storm over, you feel so much more inspired, so much more fired up. You're like, I ain't going back to that. I'm not doing that. Not anymore. It took you to go through that to have your mind made up. And not staggering or double-minded regarding. And Quenisha Janice Hood stand up today and say, regarding any foolishness, I lay it down. Leave everything that God doesn't want in my future behind me. Old habits behind. 
to embrace everything of you, God. You position me to feel this way because this is the way how I'm supposed to feel only for you, God. When we have a heart to just serve, like when we at the altar, that's the first thing that we ever think about, just serving. I'll do anything for you, God. I'm so out. We have to stay in that place. I'm so out when it comes to my mouth. I'm so out when it comes to my thoughts. I'm so out when it comes to my needs. Here I am. If I have an attitude problem, then I don't know you, Father. So if I don't know you, then I don't know who I am. I'm starting to see how important it is to be used by God. But the thing about it is many of us are used by God, but not even trusting God with our whole heart because we're trying to lead to our own understanding, but still trying to use our faith. And I'm going all out for you, God. I love you. God, stay in touch. I love you so much. I thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much. I see life totally different. I love you so much. And to demonstrate it, you feel what's in my heart. It is full, full of you and your ways, your thoughts. I am fully persuaded regarding every vision and dream. I am fully persuaded That you are who you say you are. When it comes to your promises, I trust you for the hour when it do show up naturally manifested in my life. No, uh, what you call it, sighing, no pouting, no smiling on the outside and heart feeling a little heavy concerning it. Being overly excited, anxious about anything. I trust you. This is a great level of trust. I fully trust you. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I see a lot of people, a lot of people. I see a lot of people. I see, oh God, I see Michael. He dressed, he dressed like a warrior. He dressed like a chief. I'm your God. Yeah. He don't play with his armor. I'm trying to tell you. He got a spear in his hand and everything. He's walking. And they're making a trail for him to walk. And it's the army. And the thing is, the army of God, it's, whew, it's no number. 
numbers is is beneath. It's not even good enough to even count. It's t- it's too you know valuable to count. It's you know it's no numbers can't even you understand. I, please get this. And I also see what Satan is doing. And they have on these hood, you know, black hood, like rabbits, loose fit, and they're surrounding in a circle. They're not showing their faces. It's just dark. And he's trying to do the opposite as to what we already are accomplishing. He's trying to stop us. And he can't only if we give him our authority over us that God given us to use against him. Hallelujah. He's trying to have people to bring negative motives to wing and lure us in thinking that it's innocent to do certain things but it's a motive that's connected to it. So I want you to be very mindful of the motives that are surrounding you and I. Holy Spirit knows exactly what to do, when to do, how to do. Hallelujah. I don't even want to get off of here, to be honest. (laughs) No. Because it's like, what's next, God? (laughs) Yeah. I just feel, you know, the urge to be around people right now. I want to be around people. You know, I want to be around people. Lots of people. And many people say, be careful what you ask for. I know exactly what I'm saying. I'm ready to be around people. And people that's around people all the time be like, I'm ready to be by myself. (laughs) I'm ready to be alone. (laughs) You understand? You're going to start seeing more of the angels present. There are angels that don't leave our homes. They're there to protect. And there are angels who go with us wherever we go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But just know what's being restored in your life. Everything that's being restored. God was trying to save all of us from a healing process of regret. Denying regret. Because once we receive the truth, there goes regret right behind But I thank God for deliverance and healing from regret. And I thank God for restoration regarding the present and the future. And some of us have been out of position for a very long time. It doesn't matter if it was a matter of hours. Whatever God had positioned before us and we turned it down, he's bringing it back again. And Michael is not playing. No. Wow. He is not playing. If you can stand still long enough, Michael, I can draw you. 
but you're moving. Yeah, this wouldn't be a good time. Okay. And then you, you go ahead and do what you're doing. How you going to stop somebody in the middle of a war and say, I can draw your car? Go ahead, Michael. Do what you're doing. Oh, God. It's a lot of them. Mm. Wow. That's like somebody, you know, about to raise their sword up and go in battle. You're like, hey, uh, let me draw you real quick. Oh, that's not the right time for that. <laughs> I see a lot of spears, yeah. Satan is really trying to keep things from us. That don't make no sense, though. I, don't, I mean, come on, that, that's just ridiculous. I mean, just the thought of how he is. It's like, come on, for real, though? How are you even like that? I thank God for salvation. I thank God for salvation. Because I will I would not want to reap what he has to go through. Eternal fire. It's no way I will ever want that as a punishment. No way. And it's no escape from that. I thank God for salvation. Do you see what we are a part of as a creation? My God. Like I said yesterday, when it comes to the angels, many of us like, oh, look at you. Oh, look how you formed. Look, look. Oh, my goodness. You are beautiful. And they say the same things about us. No, look at you. You are in the image and likeness of God. God only created humans to have a spirit, soul, and body. Wow. Look at you. Look how your body functions. One time they were so amazed. I was like, let me put something on. Let me put a robe on or something. Yeah, okay. Let me cover up. And he was like, no, you are beautiful. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they was like, oh, my goodness, you are so beautiful. Yeah. They are so amazed of how we created. Yes, during this time. I'm, you know, you may feel yourself, you know, having to do more or do less. Just follow what God is having you to do. One thing not to do is ignore. You cannot ignore what God is, you know, wanting to bring in your face for you to go through that process. Don't ignore. If you're moping, don't ignore. Go to God about that. If you're sighing, if you're complaining, don't ignore the complaints. Go to God about it. Because it's a reason for you or I to do that. What is your reason? Go to him about it. Go to him about everything, anything. If he's your best friend, then he's your best friend. Hallelujah. I really don't want to get off of here. <laughs> no. Because I found myself sighing today. I felt myself moping today. I had to really minister unto myself because I started to feel, you know, isolated in this place. You know, my son was at school for a second. I was like, I'm just, it's, it's just me in here. I started to feel lonely. And I said, God, I'm never alone. But I know that, you know, all of heaven is here. But I'm talking about like natural human contact. It could have been anybody. I don't care if it was a pet. 
I wanted something else here with me today going through what I done seen. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a person with a great heart, very big. And I did not know that my decisions were affecting people, places, and things like that. Years upon years like that. It took God to show me a dream of a third child to realize you have already been here. My God. And God giving me the year. I'm still amazed. 2013. Wow. And would have had one before, you know, was said to have one before that. Not too long before that. Jesus. I just thank God for restoration. It's different when it comes to people. Those are lives, you know. Who am I to say with... You know, denying God's plan that's pretty much saying to the people that were supposed to have been here, you're not worth being here. That's why God keeps us from making bad decisions because when we receive the healing, we see you know, the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth regarding it. And God showed me that today. And it caused my love to go so much, you know, higher in my appreciation to everyone, every person, place or thing regarding this thing. You ever regret something so bad yeah, that's for me. And I thank God that it's restored. Because some things people just don't receive the restoration. Because they just don't, you know, make a decision not to. But I thank God that even out of position, he still showed up and was like, Quenisha, when I started, I'm going to finish. Because I know you have a heart of gold. You're just making poor decisions right now. Let me stir you back in the right direction. And a lot of times we make wrong decisions. Let me tell you like this. Just because we go to church, it doesn't mean that we don't make bad decisions. Many of us just think that we just don't go through nothing. Don't testify about nothing. Like you just born a saint. And we all are, but the thing is, because of one man, we were made sinners. And many of us just really have really became uptight and religious and not aware. Don't even want to testify. All about image. I don't want to want to know what I go through, but God see everything that we can go through behind our closed doors and leave outside like, I don't need no help from nobody. You can't sharpen me and quicken me. Many told me 
that, you know, I'm so young, and these were like a lot of older women, I wouldn't consult with you because you're so young and I've been here longer. And God will always have me to say, wisdom do not come with age. Experience do. You experience because of your age, but wisdom come from God. And by me just releasing words of wisdom like that, they would consider and listen. But I totally get it. Many would say, you know, I don't want to confide in someone younger than me. Because it had me to feel like, you know, less of who I am because I'm older than you. I should know better. But that's not how we ought to think. Because anointing is an anointing, no matter what age. I was speaking words of wisdom my entire life, not even aware of I'm using words of wisdom. I was releasing prophecies at four and three about people going home, but I didn't know that those were warnings to declare and decree against, but it was still prophetic. And I would see people go home and they would like not consider. They was like, you're too young. What do you know? And then they'd come back two weeks later, such and such, this happened, this happened. And they start saying, wait a second, we might be on to something here with her. You understand? I would not be where I am if it wasn't for you guys praying for me. I'm so over looking at anything negative, even from it being negative. I see positivity over everything. I see love over everything. I see love. But let me say this. If dishonor is present, in someone's heart, so hard about me, God will have me not to be around. And sometimes God will have me to stay right there, up close and personal. Because he's showing me how to stand and showing that person what that issue is on the inside of them because they shouldn't feel that way at all. And that's regarding any of us. We can't walk around and say, I don't care if you feel that way. I don't care. The thing is, we should care. Go to God about it and pray. Because I care about your soul. I care about your spirit. I care about you as an individual. And I'm not, I don't want to see anybody like that. Someone told me last night, I never met someone with a heart as big as yours. You have a big heart. And that's why the devil was trying to destroy it so much. Somebody, you know, that I really cared and trusted tried to kill me. And guess what? I didn't even tell him that I knew. Instead, I was like, you want to get something to eat? You with me my whole life. You want to get something to eat? I love you. I thank you for being, you know, who you are to me. You understand? Did it hurt my heart? Yes. And guess what? I was so grateful. I was like, God, you know, if it had not been for you, I would have been dead. This person wanted to kill me. Tried to kill me. And I had to deny her and 
all of that and just, come on, let's go get something to eat. I never knew. But the thing is, my love for them put them to shame. And they said, God is with you. If I didn't know, I know now he's with you. Because they were like, he spared you from what I was trying to do. And I'm so glad that I didn't do it. Because I wasn't thinking straight at the time. Hallelujah. A lot of things I have encountered so much. The devil was trying to destroy my heart because it was so big. A quick testimony. I didn't really want to give it, but it's all good. I was in ninth and 10th grade. And I was, and the thing is, sometimes God spares us, and we thinking that it's a situation that's causing us not to, you know, that's blocking us from receiving. But the whole time, God is sparing us from it. And I wanted to graduate from this school. And God took me out of that school. But the way how I came, I was like, God, that's not fair. I want to, I, I love this school. I enjoy being here. He took me out. I'm going to tell you why. He just gave me this confirmation and this, I mean, this revelation. When I was in ninth and 10th grade, I had a teacher that was very obsessed with me. And this teacher will always call me to his desk and try to touch my leg. And I would push him away. And thing is, the students knew what he was trying to do, but they honored him so much, so they ignored it. You know, and, and I went to my girlfriends one time in the locker room, in the gym, and I was like, this teacher, is, they couldn't believe it. Yeah, right. You tripping. You tripping. And then they went in there and saw it themselves. I was like, what am I supposed to do? What am I going to do? And they was like, don't tell. Don't, just don't tell because no one going to believe you. Police going to be involved. Everybody in the school going to hate you. They're going to throw trash at you because everybody loved this teacher. Everybody loved this teacher. Even we do. But it's messed up what he's doing. So I said, let me just hook his class then. I start hooking his class so much. He couldn't stand that. He didn't like that at all. I get home, my mom, she opens the door, and guess who's here? It was like a Lifetime movie. She opened the door, guess who's behind door number one? <laughs> the teacher. I'm like, he at my house? He was like, yeah, she, you know, I care about her attendance. And I wanted to say so bad, stop feeling on my leg then. But... My, I was listening to what my girlfriend said, don't tell, don't tell. Everybody's going to be, you know, they're going to treat you bad in school. Everybody's going to hate you. They're not going to believe you. Your word against his. No one's going to speak up. Who knows what's actually going on? Everybody's going to deny it. So just be quiet. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, I'll go to your class. And he was like, you know, if you don't come here, you know you got to pass my class in order to go to the next grade. And I was like, God. This is not okay. I'm only 14 years old. This grown man should not be doing this. I'm just a student. I'm a kid. Why is he doing this to me? And this teacher went to the scheduling office and made sure that I had an upgrade in that same subject so I could have him the next grade, 10th grade. Now we upgraded it. You know, I was about to say the subject. I'm going to say the subject. It was this. Now it's this part two. 
and you're going to be a part of this class because, you know, I want to be around you more. And he used to follow me all the time and look at me like nothing is wrong, like he's not doing nothing. And there used to be students, you know, that would come in and love the things that he would want to do. Everybody knew what he was doing. Some girls was liking it, engaging with that. But he knew me. I didn't, you know, didn't know no Matt. I'm just a kid. So he wouldn't even dare even try to come at me like that. But he tried to feel on my leg. And I was like, I got to do something in order to stay in this class. And that's when I started smoking weed. And drinking beer. Just to get through that class. And when he called me, I'd be like, even the students look like, that's messed up. But we still love him, though. It's like no one saw no wrong in him. And make a long story short, God wanted to show me did I forgive him or not. God had me to go on Facebook and type up his name. And when I saw his face, I cried. How can you do this to me? Do you know how you affected me as a kid? I couldn't tell nobody what you were doing to me. Why did you do that to me? And when I turned 18, it was a lot of people, you know, coming out with what people have done to them. You know, it was Bill Cosby's situation coming out, R. Kelly's coming out, Michael Jackson. I mean, all kinds of false and true accusations was coming out. And God said he's scared. And I was like, why? Because people coming out about th people doing things sexually to them and or sexual harassment. And he thinking that you're going to come out and say something. I said, I forgive him. It's over. Do you know that same day God led me to go to this mall? And I saw a convertible right down the street and this teacher was right there and he had his head down so low. Like I'm so ashamed of what I have done to you. But I yelled out way across traffic. Hey, I forgive you. People looking like, wow. Like, okay. And he lifted his head up so high and was smiling. Like I needed that. I needed that. I needed that. Hallelujah. And, you know, this is the first time I have ever really spoken of that. You know, and I just thank God every time the devil tried to destroy my heart, God will always have a way of an escape to cause it to continue to beat. Bless are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. <laughs> So whatever's being restored unto you, enjoy it. I thought that I was not to be in that school for whatever reason because we moved. No. God took me out. He didn't want that to happen to me anymore. Thank you for listening. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you.